This will be big in like 50 years. <laughs> you know about the podcast? Yeah. They're like, remember when Netflix will become like a retro thing when Netflix doesn't exist anymore? We were talking about Netflix films. So the, the queen died. Yeah. And you, I know that you are English. So this affects you personally. Yes, my like eight top lit great grandpa came from England. Well, I was get, I was telling you about the complexion of your skin. Oh. You must, <laughs> you must. So you say we can't bring transphobic <laughs> arguments into this podcast, but you basically can comment on the fairness of my it's skin. It's not. It, I was. It wasn't race. It's uh, ethnicity. It's, ethnicity. <laughs> it's skin color. If someone in Canada dies, I don't care. Well, okay, I care. Oh. No, I care. <laughs> He's a selfless individual. So obviously, he did not care about the Queen's Current death. events is this. We recorded this after the Queen had died, which is sad. Which has left uh, King Charles, right? Yes. You don't know? I do know. Okay. Yeah. Because Henry is who we want, right? I think it's Harry. Harry. We should <laughs> this is not what we should start with. That's great. That's just wonderful. Welcome back to Netflix Therapy, where we review only original Netflix films. We're your hosts, Danny and Dirty, and we give you in-depth ratings, semi-expert opinions, and interesting facts about each film. Man, <laughs> Okay. Dude, have you seen no uh, the thing yet? Have you seen what Parasite? No, bro. I'm busy. <laughs> you didn't even. You said you thought it was about actual. <laughs> I know why. Well, Parasite. I, I've thought about it now, and now I like it. Oh, now that you've thought about it, yeah. Thank you for joining us today. If you haven't joined us before, this is a show where we review Netflix-only originals. We give your movie stats, your movie facts, our feelings, but we provide you with a little dose of film therapy. This week's film was Untold, which is a Netflix series, Yes. The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. This film has been in the global top ten for two weeks, but it is now off. Yes, I, it will not be back on. It's gone. But mostly do one week, so people liked it. It's killing it. Kind of. It's not on anymore. It was killing it. Yes. This could be the only and last documentary we ever film. <laughs> Maybe. This is who? I don't know. So you didn't like I it? I guess it depends. No, I. If it if another documentary sneaks its way into oh. the global top ten, oh. it's also really hard to find facts for a documentary that is based on facts. Yes, because it, it is. It is, it is a, in fact all facts. The movie is the facts. The whole movie is a fact. Yes. Um, speaking of the movie, the plot overview oh. is uh, from Notre Dame the to the NFL. Manti Teo's future in football showed promise until Uh-oh. a secret online relationship sent his life and career spiraling. The cast, him, well, the cast is them. It is the people is the in real the movie. People. So yes. there's people we're not including, but the main people in it are Mante Teo and Naya Tuesopoopa. There you go. Tuesopo. I should have looked it up. Them, um, then known as. Yes, Naya, but known during the events as Ranaya. Some people call him Ronnie, right? I I don't know him on a personal basis. I don't call him Ronnie. <laughs> I call him. Her. Yeah, if you know, if you're friends Naya. with, the, you're friends with him now. Her, it is, it's okay. Naya. Call. 
Oh. Call him Ronnie back then. Naya now. No matter what. It's not Renaya anymore. It's and our, Well, and our third, ge- our third cast member. I thought we should give a shout out to is Dr. Phil McGraw. Dr. Phil always. Did you see that the woman... I, I should have looked this up. The woman that they stole the identity from is a Chinese actress. Did you see that? I mean, I like I saw that she was like listed on the cast. I was like, I don't care. Well, I looked into it. She was in. She was important. She's kind of famous. Oh, now I feel bad. Can you guys hear the rain? I want to know if they can hear the rain. We've never filmed I mean, in the you rain. Could, if you be quiet for a second, I'll, I'll everybody. Sh- can you hear it? A little bit. It doesn't show up as a reading, but like on the oh, rain on glass. You'll hear that. Basically, we're Netflix therapy, so if you heal rain in the back, it's like it's a therapeutic thing, whatever. <laughs> we started incorporating it in all of our There's not actual episodes. rain. There's one's phone in the corner. It's just... <laughs> yes. Um, the directors are Ryan Duffy and Tony mm-hmm. Vanuku. Both of them aren't very well known, but Ryan is mostly known for his work as a producer in similar documentaries like this, and mostly in Told Specials, he has executive produced. And Tony, the other director, won an Emmy in 2017 for directing the documentary about football as well, called In Football We Trust. So, I mean, they've done some projects, but they're not like, it's not like they've made an Avengers movie, as in the last movie we watched. I was going to say, I was going to say that um, this is not only the first time we reviewed a documentary, but the first time we have reviewed a TV series. Yeah. So that we are breaking barriers right now. There are are two episodes. This is, yeah. So we're, I mean, watch out. They're not linked, but the other untold stories. They're independent stories. Yes. Anyways. Okay, movie stats. This is a Netflix-only original series released on August 16th, 2022. So just a few weeks ago. The budget, it's a TV series, so they're going to have a budget that's going to be the same for all of them, I think. I think they're going to have a series budget. They're not going to have each individual film budget. And I'd assume it's low, since it's just interviews mixed well, with... Well, it's a doc. Yeah, it's a documentary. It's like, how much do they really... Archival have? footage, you know? Yeah, and they so. use the same intro music and in all of their untold stories, a little violin thing, which yes. I love. I love when Netflix does that. Yeah, untold like does violin. that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like eerie. Runtime of 64 minutes um, for the part one, 60 minutes for part two. Ratings 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% Rotten Tomatoes, but mind you, this is for the entire series. Yes. All of Untold. So they're off to a good start. And a 61 to 70%, 61% to 77% audience score. Um, but like I said, that's the Untold it's in general. Hard to tell what it's for specifically. But Google reviews, they did independently review that, and that was 92%. Yes. But who can trust Google reviews? We can. Uh, we have nothing else to trust because Rotten Tomatoes is failing us. Gross. Am I going to go first or are you going to go first on this one way to say three words? And, you, and I'm going to... Uh, you can go first. Uh, Don't be so reactive. Uh, Acting like a child. Okay. Well, half of this is going to... I'm going to have to look at my phone for part of this. Okay. Three words. One word first. And I'm going to go with Revolutionary. And not because of um, the film itself being revolutionary, but because catfishing at the time was revolutionary. So, Naya, congratulations. You made history. The biggest catfish story ever. So it's revolutionary. Second word, villain. Uh, They focused... There's, like, this movement right now with, like, superheroes to focus on 
the villain story, like the Joker, which is an excellent movie. And like you focus a lot of time on Naya. And so I like that. I like that the story is about mostly her and then how she has single-handedly ruined this NFL career. Um, and the last word is attention that I'm going for. And I go with attention because um, every person in the film is is striving for attention. So, like, Manti Teo is trying to get the attention of, like, recruiters and that kind of thing. And he's trying to win the Heisman. As well as, like, Naya just wants a boyfriend. And she's seeking attention because she's going through her little trans moment. <laughs> Journey. <laughs> Journey. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, You're going to have to get that. I can't get that. Okay. <laughs> She goes through her little thing. She wants attention from others. That's why she's doing some of that. And then you've got the the news, the, what is it called, Deadline or something like that? Deadspin. Deadspin. Oh, my heck. Deadspin wants the attention of the press, and they want to expose ESPN for not fact-checking. So they're seeking attention. And then as a whole, the media wants attention, and so they're, like, throwing all of these ideas about Manti Teo's relationship and Naya. Naya. So those are my three words. Should this film be in the Netflix top 10? Well, it's not anymore, but should it have been in the Netflix top 10 for the two weeks that it was in it? I would say no. And I say no because it's a documentary, it's a TV series, and it, the story's already been told. Like, they're just retelling something that was already popular once, and like, the whole objective of it was to put both of them in a better light than the media previously put them in. But I don't. it didn't change my opinion about either of them. Like, Manta Teo made a huge mistake dating a girl that didn't exist. Don't give me that face. <laughs> and Naya, I probably would have thought she was garbage beforehand, and I nothing changed about that. So I don't think it was, for a documentary, I don't think it was good enough to be in the top 10. I'd put it in the top 12 to 15. We'll put it 14th place. But I don't think it's top 10. For my three words, um, my first one is shocking because the events behind the whole event are shocking. But also, I was shocked at like how the documentary portrayed certain people in it. Like I really learned a lot about Manti Teo and grew a lot of respect. So it was shocked in a good way. And Naya, I ended up hating a lot because it put her in a really good way. And it's not because of anything else it's just how she was just did terrible things and it and it made it seem like oh it was just one of, it was one of those things everyone makes mistakes um the second word i have is ending because i feel like the most powerful good moment of the documentary was literally the last like three minutes and it took a while to get there but it was really 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 good so if you can make it through like two hours then you're set that's that's good and my last word is Dr. Phil, because I, that was the most exciting part of the whole documentary for me, is when they had like this walk-in and you didn't know who it was and they sat down and it was Dr. Phil. So those are my three words, uh, global top 10. Uh, sure. I don't know how you could take any, I don't know what movie you could take and just replace it with and say, this is now the top 10 movie. So if the people voted for this to be the top 10, people voted. Are you ready to keep going? Or? Yeah, Rotten Critics. That so was a, That's oh, what we... Okay. All right. <laughs> so that's, Coming out swinging now. That's what, that's what we said as critics. But what did the rotten critics think? What did those rotten boys say? What did those rotten boys say? And again, because it's kind of a weird, obstruct 
abstract part of the internet with these series, it's kind of hard to find them, but I found a few. Two from the critics, two from the audience. I love it. Good and bad, and it's kind of a mix, mixture. I'll read the two. Uh, no, uh, you just want to read one of each, or? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll read the first. Space. I'll read the first critic. Okay, first critic is Corey Woodruff, um, and he says, "If you're a football fan and remember the Teo saga vividly, this untold is a hard one to miss." Mm. Not much there. Nope. It's <laughs> Corey's very, very specific <laughs> with what he wants to say. What he wants the, everybody to know. So thank you, Corey. Al. Al Alexander says, what's remarkable about the two-part, two-hour episode is that, that would be episode, Al, is that Teo's, Teo is an active participant. Talk about guts. Talk Talk about about muster. (laughs) Talk about them, them boys. I think what he's referring to is like that they interviewed him throughout the whole thing and got his side of the story at the same time that they got Naya's part of the story, Naya's part of the story. Is that you think that's what he means? I I think it's an embarrassing thing to admit, to say that yeah, you were catfished. Well, not only did he admit that he was catfished, but then he, the memes were <laughs> hilarious. They were so funny. And it was sad that they included them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, we'll get into this later, but then he also has to admit that not only was he catfished and made a terrible mistake and everybody hated him for it, but also he spiraled into, like, a deep depression and he didn't even know how to describe it. And then he talked about what his therapist was telling him. I think all of that is pretty vulnerable. Does Admirable sense. of him. Well, how about we ask other fellow audience members, huh? People the like audience. Me and you. Yeah, the, the everyday Joe. Yeah, they don't even have their full names. It's just Austin G. Austin G says, I thought they did a great job of filling in the key details about this hoax. I never knew at the time. My perception of Manti has changed, and I sympathize with what he went through. Well done and worth the time. <laughs> Austin says, "I think that is exactly how <laughs> his tone was when he's writing this. Great job, perception. What a synthesize. What a what a smart kid. Yeah. What a yeah. What a good guy. Hope he goes to university. <laughs> to a to university. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Are they are they at university? What are they it at is. a university? Are they at the university? Are they at university? Are they at high school? I guess that works. Are they at middle school? Yeah. Dang. See? Are they Are they middle school? Are they university? I guess you wouldn't say that. Oh, my gosh. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew L. says, A fascinating story, although strangely the most significant shock moments come from the very uncomfortable way the show paints Naya, who carried out a harmful hoax in a sympathetic light. Naya is given an empowering you-go-girl story arc. That's true. <laughs> uh, this narrative does not send the right message to those considering engaging in elaborate scams slash tricks that will deeply hurt people or others loved. That is a hot take. And that, what do you have to say about that? I, I chose it for a reason. Literally no sympathy from Naya at all. Not even in the slight. I think the biggest thing she admits is like, you know, I am not proud of what I've done, but I have no regrets of anything at all. Like, (laughs) crazy. It's just that if you read the Google reviews, 
like the critics are much more like the one sentence things. All the, there's like there's like pages of people going off, going off about how people like it. Just seems like they're just endorsing this behavior and like oh, it's just a mistake. Like you learn and you you live and you learn. Yeah. And like you act in some you know feelings and you leave it behind. I I I have a quote on this from Naya. Oh, from Naya. Yeah. So this is this goes right along. It says. This is what Naya says. It was completely selfish, Naya says, reflecting on that time, but it's what made me happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a direct quote. <laughs> but it was what made me happy. I think that the similar phrase was repeated at least four or five times throughout the documentary. You want to slap that bit. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, it was selfish, but ruining somebody's entire life, any future job they may hold any draft pick that they might need it made me happy to be honest it made me happy just man and and she they you know gets exposed i'm sure she gets some bad rap but then she's like i, I think she back. liked it probably the attention cuz well I, I am watching this documentary and the entire time I, the entire time i'm like why is Nia on the show yeah like they're Why? only going to make her look worse than people already believe. Like, I don't even think people really thought, as far as media goes, that Naya was a bad person. They just thought that Manti Teo was a stupid person. But now it's very evident that she is horrible, oh, a horrible oh. individual. <laughs> and she willingly got on it and said that she is a terrible person. Like, the whole, half the documentary was on her, more than half. Yeah. Talking about how terrible she is, like... And her end with her going back to Hawaii and saying, I found my community and this is my life. And then cut back to Manti Teo and he's like, yeah, I've been suffering with anxiety and depression for like three years now. Ruined my the, ruined my NFL. NFL career. Like, I sucked because of it. Crazy. Crazy. But I loved it. Like, I loved that the director's chose to because i was here i, I have another a little another blah, 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 little part of it you know you're so informed i kept a little a little thing okay the tabloid headlines at the time seemed to be of two themes and this is what deadline is saying about they're interviewing the people the original writers of the story that right. got the story published and they said one was like so these are the two themes that was going on at the time when this first came out one was is manti teo gay and he says that was the headline. That was headline after headline. Now watching that, you know, in, in 2022, it just seems like why does anyone even care? Why is that even a big thing? And the second one was, is Manti Teo in on this hoax? Like, did he come up with this concept himself? Hmm. And then they go on to say, we were both pretty unsatisfied with the coverage at the time. Um, he adds, and it didn't really want to see those pieces or just general coverage that was nonstop. Um, they wanted to add something to the Sega. I, I think I liked how intentional they were about the coverage mostly focuses on like, like, yeah, him being dumb and people falling for this kind of trap. They don't focus on the individual characters involved, you know, like what led up to this moment. And I don't think if they didn't interview her, like if Netflix didn't do this, I don't think anybody would know about Nia's life. And like the motivations behind it. Like, why did this catfish even start? Why would somebody do this in the first place? And it was almost like relatable, not in a good way, but like you could see Naya's uh, thought process as she went through catfishing several guys leading up to Manti Teo. So you're not mad they spent some extra time no. on her? 
No. Because it's like interviewing a serial killer. Like, yeah. Why? Well, Ted Bunny Files. I mean, yeah. like, I I like it. I think that now the thing, <laughs> what I thought was hilarious is normally, like with the Joker film, normally when they interview the villain, and she's the villain in this case, uh-huh. normally when they interview the villain, there is some, like, tragic event that happens in their past that sends them on this crazy direction I don't know if she had one, but they did not bring it up. And so it just seemed like this chick got lonely, decided I'm going to screw a bunch of guys' lives, specifically this football star, because I am I need attention. And, like, they kind of brushed on it, but not enough to, for anybody to feel moved at all, like you were saying in the Google reviews. Like, I don't think anybody is sympathizing with her. I'm not saying I wish something tragic happened to her life, but if something did and she brought it up, I would feel some sort of remorse for her. But I just think she's a terrible, terrible individual. Like, <laughs> terrible. And I just feel like she made herself look even worse by putting out this documentary. Like, so much worse. It didn't help anything other than now I don't like her more and I like Manti Teo more. You want to hear my favorite quote from the documentary? Yes. This was one of the weird sports broadcasters. It says, It is hard to be a Mormon at Notre Dame who's a liar and probably gay. <laughs> that is. I thought the they fixated on him possibly being gay like crazy, so like crazy. The whole like half of the last second episode was, is he gay? Or I'm like, what does that matter? Like even like the whole point is the girlfriend died. Like if yeah, he's gay. Like why? Yeah, they like overlooked the part that she not only died but came back to life. They're yeah. just gonna completely <laughs> ignore that and be like. But is he gay, though? That would answer everything. If he was gay, if he was we, gay? we would know everything. <laughs> I know. What if he just... Well, then there's a whole interview where he's like, far from it. If he just, like... What if he just came out there and he's like, I am so gay. Like, I am gayer than you You could even think. And everybody's like, oh, oh my gosh. Get him out of the NFL. <laughs> that is disgusting. We cannot have that in our organization. Like, the, And there was two themes, though, because there was that theme. And the second theme was... Was he in on the hoax? That is huge. That's like that's actually that important. is massive. Because he could have used it to get him into the NFL. To graduate. I mean, he oh, got yeah. the Heisman, Heisman trophy. Like if the if he was in on it, he almost like scammed his way in. I mean, he was still good, but like scammed his way at least into a running spot for the Heisman. The thing is, his grandma still died. Yeah, I like that's but still, everyone kind of everybody's like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, but a girlfriend who? A girlfriend, nonetheless. Yeah, I don't quite understand. I've got a question for you. Would yeah. you ever date somebody without FaceTiming them? Or uh, getting any no. pictures whatsoever? No, I wouldn't date someone if I didn't see him in person. Really? Yeah. No online dating? No, I mean like... No, no Tinder matches. Like I would talk to him and stuff, but I wouldn't be official until I met them in person. Really? Yeah. We'll see about that. What I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a, I'm gonna start a, an account and see if we end up dating. If you start if you friend request me at the end of this podcast, <laughs> I'll be the same girl that oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, you. you're Lene Kakua. Like, Lene. Huh. and you start talking to me with like the same culture and everything. And <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so relatable. Anyways, you wanna go with my? You wanna share share your thoughts? Yes, I would. Lo- I mean, I have been. I mean, I could share mine. Yes, and then this you would could be just yeah. Polish off mm-hmm. with whatever is said. Yes, we should do that. My general thoughts. That by, Tim, by Dirty himself. Again, I want to send this out. I'm going to try to summarize it. I've got kind of different... My So there's general thoughts don't really fit into good or bad. 
Um, Tim Burke, the guy, one of the computer engineers that hacks the databases or whatever, he looks like Lord Farquaad. Well, he's one of the original um, news reporters, too. Journalists. Yeah. He's one of the journalists, yeah. Yeah. He's got that uh, eighth grade English single, recently divorced English teacher's haircut. Yes. Yes. But in the normal interviews, like years ago, he looked normal. He looked way different. He's really taking a turn for the worse. Those kids have gotten to him. Um, so I, that was basically the lunch I thought that we had already shared. Um, this is, these are the biggest blunders, Uh-oh. in my opinion. I don't, I don't know how much to say about Naya, because it's about the film versus just my personal thoughts about her mm. as a person. Yes. But it is trendy to hate on her right now, so... I can't get canceled if it's trendy. That's right. I say, I mean, you watch it, and she is to blame 100% for, I, I don't think he has any any sort of, like, accountability in this, saying that it's his fault. Like, you could say that, like, you, you got tricked or whatever, but then you hear, like, she she matched the her voice as a woman, and she tricked like world experts. Yes, that is amazing. That's a, shout out to Naya. Naya, that is amazing. That is that is phenomenal. That's talent. Like, how could you not fall for that if it's like world experts say that? And then when they, what I just thought was insane is when they sent the picture. I was like, oh, like, like she's gonna find a way around it. But then they sent the picture. That's with crazy. the date and the symbol. Written and I was like, you're. Ki- I just was just. You were him, like, what would you think? Well, this is after she died. Yeah, this is literally after she died. This is dead version of her sending recent pictures. You mourned for months. (laughs) Yes. Just, I I just cannot understand it. And it just got worse, like, just such high-level manipulation of, like, she's in the hospital and, like, taking the time to manufacture sounds of being in the hospital and passing around voices. And then, amongst all of it, the grandma dies, and the Naya's like, I'm just going to kill her off. She had, like, no sympathy at no. all. She didn't have sympathy until she heard him crying, and then she felt bad. And then she was, like, going through her own, like, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I killed off a fictional character that's been screwing uh-huh. this guy's life. When she started taking blame, what pissed me off is when he re- re-released the voicemails. She said in the documentary, she's like, bro, why did you do that? Like, <laughs> what are you I'm like, bro, why did you do- he, He's trying to keep his, like, his sanity. Yeah. And his reputation. And she's like, why would you do that? Like, that's so rude. That's so, like, that's so uncool, bro. Like, I'm like, think about others. <laughs> you killed off his girlfriend. And it, oh. Well, it's so crazy that she had this entire family. She had the, the cousin and the brother and then the girlfriend. <laughs> you need to work on family, guy. That's a lot of voices for one person. Uh-huh. That's yeah. crazy. And I just, I hated the ending for her. Her dancing... Nothing pissed me off more than her dancing, and then it flashes to him like extremely just, depressed. Yeah, and he, she's just like doing her little Hawaii oh dance, four hundred pounds, just moving around swiftly. And and like, just, Holy cow! And that's not because I'm transphobic. I'm not like proposing anything against that. I'm just saying that ending for her actions was just—it's like a serial killer at the end being like, and he was let free and given $10 million to start his own yes. company. Yes. What what actually blew, what, what didn't make sense to me from Naya's perspective is that 
she changed, and maybe I misread this, but she changed genders to avoid the criticism that was happening. Like, now I'm not saying that's the whole reason, but part of why she changed is because she needed a new look to out of the crap that she got involved with because, I mean, she started it. And so she changes, but then she reveals herself to Netflix. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to have to change identities again. Like... You, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back to a man now? Or are you just going to change your name? Or, like, are you going to move to another island? Like, you just outed your... Like, you, you, you perfectly escaped into a new identity, and then you outed yourself on Netflix, and now you got to do it again. I just don't understand why she willingly went on Netflix. I don't understand. You just made yourself look bad. So much worse than I already thought of you. It's It's insane. Well, the crazy thing, I read that when they first called her to make the documentary, it was supposed to be a 10 to 15 minute phone call. It was a two hour phone call because she was just giving away information. What is wrong with, it's like, it really is like when a serial killer kills like, let's say a child and then they go to the crime scene because they want to see how the crime looked. Like they want the attention, you know, like they want to see that they did a good job. Like Naya, what are you Get away from the spotlight. Like, this is so bad for you. You're going to get death threats. Like, this is not good. You could have potentially ruined whatever season he had in football. And now those fans are going to come after you in, in yeah. Samoa, you know? <laughs> Gosh. Faith family football. So part, yeah. That's what I say. Part of the movie that I that I did not like in regards to that was the ending scene. The rest was just me being angry at her. Movie-wise, uh, otherwise, I think at points, especially in the beginning, they make it way, way, way too dramatic with, with lighting and music and filters, especially in the beginning. The second episode, I feel like it becomes more like a solving a crime thing, and I I was more lenient there. Or you kind of get used to it. It just bothered me, personally. Really? The do- the first episode of the documentary, I didn't like. I couldn't really put my finger on it. It, it was just the way that... It's kind of boring. Yeah. I had a hard time making it through the first one. I wanted more football. That's my blunder. Maybe it was too much backstory on both of them. Maybe. Like, it was, like, too much... Well, it was unrelated. Yeah. Like, I don't really care how Manti Teo's childhood was because it didn't affect really anything until he met her. Mainly, I would be fine with none of her backstory, like, as a youth. Yeah, the I youth thing didn't that really... I don't care she was a gospel singer or anything. Yeah, that was... Well, and she sung in a church, like... Unless that was going to, like, help her change her voice, maybe? But they didn't even yeah. allude to that. So it was mainly... I I, I was fine with that, too. Just not... You could delete a lot of... of Probably the, first, the whole first episode. At least half of it. Yeah. Um, I liked the little Latter-day Saint poppin in the La Ie. And a couple other things. Later in the thing, it's just kind of like, Mormons are crazy. But, like, the first <laughs> part, it's like, this is a nice, faithful community. I like that. Because mm. I am oh. a member subscribing to that church and the second thing that just absolutely astonished me was i was like how is he not absolutely mad at her like when they were interviewing him i was like how is he not losing he's a great his... guy i was like he's a what's, great what's guy. going on and then yeah. man to like have that question the entire time and then the very end just being so forgiving and just a great message on mental health and yeah that was to... good from a football player yeah i think that says a lot just, an nfl player nonetheless just amazing so yeah. I like how they didn't really answer that question till the end because it just made it just, just crazy. Fun fact, I watched this movie on September 12th, which was 10 years from the day that his grandma and Lene died. Ooh. 
perfectly lined yeah, up. Yeah, so that Perfect. that was just fun. I think they built up awkward interviews to answer questions well. They built up scenes of his career to make his fall from his career look really good. Fall from grace. The high school, they really focused on his high school, yeah. his senior year. So they did a good job there. I like the scene of him in the ocean. I... Oh my, when he's floating? Yeah. That was that moved me, and it's like that moved the me. chaos around him, and he's just floating there. I was like, "Oh wow!" Yes, that was really good. Very cinematic to just throw that yes. in there. And then finally, just Doctor Phil when he dropped in, insane. That build up to like the five ten seconds he did to take to sit down, man, that just gives you chills. When <laughs> Naya goes in the other room and she's got to be in like a quote unquote dark room, that scared me. I'm like, oh, she's going to have to get in character. Well, what did he say? He said she's method method acting. acting. Oh, my gosh. For real. Sign that girl. Like, that's crazy. As the villain, of course. But, yeah, sign her on something. Of course. (laughs) So those are all my thoughts. Um, I gave it a 27 out of 37. I'd probably recommend it. It it wouldn't be an overall recommend. It'd be like someone like, do you have any documentaries? Or like someone that's into like true crime or something. Yeah. Like, I got you. Or if they've ever been catfished, this would be a yes. great one for them. Yes. I know the perfect person for I you. I know who can relate to you. Have <laughs> you heard of Manti Teo? <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. It, it took a little bit, but I got it out. So, what do you think? Well, I, I mostly added to what you were already saying, so I'll just be quick. When he was laying in the ocean, I thought that was really cool. Oh, the my chaos. Gosh. Well, so it, the funny thing is, he is so like. I don't want to say innocent. It's almost like ignorant. Like, he, I feel like never once did he think, like, oh, the pr- the press getting a hold of this could ruin my life. Like, it never crossed his mind. No. For better or worse, it didn't, which I think made it only worse when it did because I don't. he didn't expect any of it. Like, I, he really, he, like, him going to practice after all of this happened and then expecting everybody to just treat him normally at the combine. Like, bro, you just fell in love with... Half of the people think you're gay. The other half <laughs> think you're involved with this. Like, that's not good. So I think he's a, I think he's, he's an easy character to love because he's like such a good person. But it's also like watching the main character just fail over and over and over. And you're like, dude, you had to have like kind of suspected this. I was actually mad at his best friend for not speaking up. Yeah, bro, you knew about this. Like, you knew about this. You knew it was fake. And he seems like he knows so much now and, like, seems so mature. But you watch the videos and he just seems like he just doesn't quite know what's going on. And maybe that's just because he's a football player and that's what he does, his best. And he doesn't reason beyond that. He's, but I'm just like... He's like a star quarter... I mean, star player all through high school, college. Like, why would he suspect anything going bad, you know? Yes. Just a lot of ignorance, I guess. Yeah. Which just kind of bothered me. The biggest thing for me in the whole film was... This this is what actively pisses me off is that whether you whether if you took the entire thing whether they dated or not whether they had that whole one year two year three year however long they dated if you took all of that out and it was just him and let's say Naya or Naya was his friend or Ronnie you know like let's say it's just those two and he faked his death. And then, like, you, he was on life support. That is so screwed up. Like, so... I don't care if it's the girlfriend, the best friend, the cousin, the like, your pen pal. If you fake a death and then you simulate being in the hospital 
for like several months. And comforting family. Not like, just the person. Comforting the entire family through this. Oh my gosh. That is so messed up. That's and so no bad. one touched on that in the media. No one talked about that. Like this dude literally faked a death to the point where he faked out his parents, his friends. All of his dorm buddies, the whole football team, him, all of ESPN, like, thought this girl was dead. And nobody, like, uh, it's just, that was just, it also bothered me that nobody bothered to check to see if she was a real person or not. <laughs> all in all, I give it a uh, 25. Of course, you had to go lower than Well, me. just now what that I think about the first episode was so grueling. Like, it was just so boring. It was just like you had to get through all the backstory yeah. to enjoy the second episode. And I was like, just make it one giant thing. Like, I don't, I wasn't motivated to, like, I'm lo- I'm glad that Netflix just auto starts the next episode because <laughs> I didn't really want to click on it. I'm like, I don't really want to watch this right now. Also, I hate that the end of All the Untolds, it doesn't have any credits. It just immediately starts the next untold story. That bothers me. I hate that so much. I'm like, does the movie over? Or it just it just starts playing the next one? Is the movie over? I, it's like, yeah, I didn't love that. But yeah, 25. It's a okay. decent uh, documentary. It's an interesting story. And... Uh, Crazy story. I only have hard feelings for Naya. I, I really like Manti Teo after this. You know he lived in Utah. No, I didn't. Yeah, he lived in Utah. Huh. Yeah, I saw him uh, on his Instagram. He had some pictures of him at Thanksgiving Point. Shout out to my man. Yeah, shout out to fellow Utahn. Utahn boy. Okay, well, maybe we'll have him on the podcast next yeah, week. Yeah, Manti Teo on here. Maybe we won't bring <laughs> up his past. <laughs> Can you imagine him? <laughs> he sits down, we're like, so what about Naya, huh? What, what about her? Come on. That's all I got. I'm just saying, that's all I got. Next uh, Times film. <laughs> this, following, this following podcast will be on Me Time. Me Wait. Time. That's what we uh, say. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tales. Yes. Yeah, and so we're doing that one. Yes. Me Time, starring Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. I love Mark Wahlberg. One of my favorite actors. And I love Kevin Hart. No, you don't. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> gonna Mark be a, Wahlberg's in it. It's going to be a tough movie for Dirty to watch, but we'll make it through. They always got to have someone accompany Kevin Hart. I'm just saying. Thanks for joining us, and uh, yeah, check back in on the, on the pod podcast uh, god, god save the queen <laughs> god save the king